Hi everyone, this is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I introduce my guest, just a quick reminder that the Crime Cafe Nine Book Set and Crime Cafe Short Story Anthology are on sale at all major online retailers. If you go to my website, debbiemack.com, you'll find under Crime Cafe all the buy links, as well as links to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Just go to debbiemack.com and click on Crime Cafe. With that said, it's my great pleasure to introduce our guest, author James Kars. Hi, Jim. I'm so glad you could be here today. Yeah, hi, Debbie. Thank you so much. I am, too. I'm delighted. It's wonderful. Um, I read your book, and uh, it's really something. <laughs> well, thank you. Teenage <laughs> Death, The Puzzler Murders. Uh, what yeah, inspired right. you to write about a killer who leaves clues in puzzles? Well, a number of things. I've, uh, I'm kind of addicted to puzzles myself. I do them regularly, and I had never composed a puzzle. So I thought it would be interesting to start doing that, and then I had a, an idea for a novel, and I combined those things, and uh, here's the novel, here's the book. Well, there you go. I, and I should say, it's the first time, um, you know, I'm an academic, I'm a professor, and I've spent my entire life in the university. Uh, I, I went to kindergarten at five, and I never left, is one of the ways I, I, I describe my life. But, but the... Um, but, but the, the, I always wanted to write a novel, and I'm in a terribly fascinating uh, university setting and the, with characters abounding all around me, so I thought, you know, t- now's the time. Interesting. Um, are the characters in your book inspired by the people you know? Oh, yes, yes, because the, you know, university faculty or professors in general are usually a little odd. You know, they were, no. they were not the most popular <laughs> kids in school. They were usually the smartest in their class. They were, uh, they were a little nerdy, and uh, they weren't great athletes, or, uh, you know, they, a few of them might have been musicians, but on the whole, they were studious little guys and, and girls. And so they, they end up in, in, a, in a university, and they, uh, they're colorful as a group. They're unusual. They're, they're, they're characters. They're ready to, they are ready to print characters. Yeah. So I had plenty of uh, material to work with. Has anybody you know recognized themselves in it? And well, well, there are, uh, no, I, the... Uh, there are several people who are almost direct copies of former colleagues of mine, but they, they happen to be dead, <laughs> so, so <laughs> they don't, you, you know, they don't mind. That's and then, uh, and then I made. I re- the others are mostly composites. Mm-hmm. You know, I took a little of this from that person, a little of that, and so on. So, uh, the, but they—they're the kinds of people you'd meet on a. Well, especially in an urban campus. I mean, I'm really talking about, uh, you know, a major university in a major city. I don't say NYU, but New York University, but that, that is pretty clearly implied, I think, in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, your book is both a mystery and a thriller, but there's a subtext of critique on university right. life. 
and in particular NYU apparently there were events going on that I was unaware of that sort well, of fed into this? Well, the, the, uh, I, I, I came to NYU in 1966. So, you know, I've, I've been here a long time. And over that period, it's, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of tumult. I mean, we know about the 60s and 70s, and it was, it was wild in, in New York, and especially in Washington Square, where NYU is. And I got very much involved in, in some of those more dramatic and radical activities. Uh, the school quieted down over the years, but it was, uh, it's always been a, a highly energized, active place. A terrific school of the arts, uh, a lot of uh, excellent uh, professional schools. A lot of people, a lot of students are drawn here because it's in Greenwich Village, you know, one of the most famous neighborhoods in the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, uh, it, 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 uh, as I said before, it's a cast of characters ready to go. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, do you think your book will appeal more to thriller readers or puzzle mystery readers? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I I don't I don't have enough feedback yet from readers to know that, but uh, I have a feeling it, it's going to be more for the, uh, the thriller readers. And the and what I what I have learned talking to people who've read the book is that the the puzzles they find a little bit on the difficult side, and they can't they can't do them without some help. But there's plenty of help in the book. So uh, the the faculty committee that solves the puzzles, you can follow as they go through their deliberations, and that will do the job for you. So if you if you love puzzles, you can do them. If puzzles intimidate you. Uh, the solution is at hand. I mean, the, 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 it's, it's not that problematical in the end. Exactly, because so, you can watch them puzzle it out. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun, too. I, I, I thought, I, I, I tried to create some characters uh, in the, uh, the, the faculty committee that solves these puzzles. They have their own issues and their blindnesses and their insights, and some are very learned, uh, some are uh, really oddball. Uh, so I thought that was fun too for me, and I hope I hope it's fun for the reader. I thought it was fun. Um, would you? Yeah, good. You you have you use humor a lot in the book. Yes, it, I I would actually describe it as a comic thriller. I was going to say it verges almost at times on satirical. Yes, it, well, the satire is definitely an element in there. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a satirical job on the university. Exactly, which I thought so, was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and there, there, there are good reasons for it. I, the university is in, a, is in a kind of critical period. It's very dependent on large money sources, and so that makes it less an independent a kind of freewheeling institution that it's been over the centuries, and I'm 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 somewhat lo- uh, alarmed by that. I can't blame you. I mean, I think that yeah. corporate interests are huge. Money interests are a big issue in many aspects of our our lives these days. Well, that's right, and and uh, in the university there are two huge. Uh, Sources of funds, uh, corporate, obviously, that's one. The other is the government. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And, the, and much of the government funding uh, has to do with defense and with, uh, with issues that really aren't in the center of the, the grand intellectual traditions of uh, Western civilization. So, so they, they tend to distort a lot of the research that's being done on a university campus in the direction of uh, largely of uh, defense and military issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I, that that's, yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. I, yes, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite. Um, you've written several nonfiction books, and this is your first. I, yeah, book I've written a number of, of books. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm. I was a professor of the history of religion, so I wrote some. Some things on, uh, I, I wrote a few, you know, strictly academic books. You have to do that if you're part of the academy. Tenure. Uh, maybe half a dozen of those or so. And then I've written some ref- uh, some uh, meditative books. I, uh, I did write some other fiction. I wrote a, a fictional gospel uh, back some years ago, 10 or 12, 15 years ago, uh, thinking, uh, uh, you know, the, the gospel as we know it, it could take a few changes and a few hits. So I composed one. I have to ask you on that, on that note, whether you've ever read uh, Biff, the story of Christ's childhood pal, the gospel according to Biff. No, no, I don't know it at all. You, I've never heard of the You book. have got to read that. <laughs> okay, good. What is the, uh, how do you spell the name? B-I-S-S? B-I-S-S. B-I-S-S. Yeah, B-I-S-S. all right. Let me see if yeah, I can. Yeah, oh, thank you for the, uh, for the reference. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at it. I'm trying to find the name of the author. I don't remember the name of the author. Well, that's good enough. I can, I can uh, do maybe that. Was, I can find that. Maybe it yeah. was, was it Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff? by Christopher Moore? Uh, uh, maybe. I, I'd have to look it up. It's not an author I know, but... But, yeah, The Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal, very funny, uh-huh. and at oh, the same time, of course, right, very good. sad, because <laughs> you know what's going to happen at the end. And yeah, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay. It's, it's an excellent book, though. I highly recommend it. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Um... So, why did you decide to write fiction after all these nonfiction? Well, you know, buried in every writer is the fantasy of writing a great novel. You know, the ultimate form of writing really is fiction. Uh, All of us in the academic community, uh, you know, all of my colleagues are frequent publishers. They've all written a lot of essays and quite a few books. But... um, but the, 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 once you're in the creative process of writing, it's very hard not to think of yourself doing something even more creative, especially when your field requires a whole lot of research, very careful attention, close analysis. You, you, there's a longing to let your mind run free and just make stuff up. I mean, what, that's one of the things you can't do as an academic. You just can't make up things and uh, call them truths, you know. You've, mm-hmm. you've really got to... Uh, study material. You've got to be uh, faithful to the facts. 
uh, and your research has to be uh, close to flawless. But when you're writing, uh, but once you're writing, the the temptation to write something that's completely your own is is almost irresistible. And finally, it was irresistible for me, so I wrote this novel. You know, I think you've just hit the nail on the head in terms of why I went from practicing law to writing fiction. <laughs> oh, Thank good you. for you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because you know, there was. Oh, it's a very close parallel. Yeah. that wanted to do something, you know, kind of creative and fun rather than always sticking with the facts. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, we, God knows we need the facts, and, and we need that analysis and so on. But, but on the other hand, uh, the fun of writing is, Absolutely. Yeah, is, is, I think, uh, in the end, fiction. And there are truths in fiction. That's the thing. Well, that that's the other thing. I mean, fiction. this is a fictional novel, but it's but it's also very a very serious uh, appraisal of what's happening in institutions of higher education. And you know, it's a place where I've spent a lifetime, and I know a lot about it. So factually, I'm very well informed. Um, I, I, it's obviously a little bit distorted. Mm -hmm. uh, because it is fiction and it is satirical and it is comical, but but nonetheless, um, uh, it's it's very highly fact based. Right, right. So that's what I love about fiction. I mean, you can explore, especially crime fiction. It seems like you can get oh, into yeah, crime. That's right, right. Some wonderful, you know, themes and and points that. Uh, sure. Sure. The genre yeah, crime allows fiction, so much. Yeah, crime fiction is, uh, is a, a very, that's another very tempting uh, uh, genre. And it's something I, I couldn't resist either. Yeah. Uh, great fun. It was great fun. Actually, I have to say, it was great fun writing this book. That's great. Yeah, it, it, was, it was terrific fun writing it. Well, I was looking over your bio, and, and I had to laugh when you put in the part about being in school from age five and never leaving. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I've never, you know, I, so, sometimes I, as I say to people, I've never really been gainfully employed. <laughs> I, you know, I've, just, I've been on a university faculty, uh, salary my entire life, uh, apart from book income, which isn't that extensive. Uh, that's my sole income for a lifetime. Well, um, I think it's what what interested me the most was your focusing on the uh, encounter between religion and secular fields like science and philosophy. Yes, right. I did a lot of a lot of work doing that kind of writing. That's right. Those happen to be two areas that I'm really fascinated with. Yeah, but good for you. They 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 are fascinating. And um, what are your thoughts on the ways that the religion intersects with science and philosophy? Well, it's it's compatible in in a multitude of ways, but it's not identical. It's mm -hmm. a different way of thinking, a different kind of analysis, and so on. It's very close to philosophy, of course. In fact, uh, philosophy, you might say, grew out of uh, largely grew out of religious concerns, but but uh, nonetheless, uh, it's uh, religion is a distinctive way of thinking and looking at the world, and I always thought it was fascinating. Even though I don't call myself particularly religious, 
the study of uh, especially ancient religions, uh, where I spent most of my academic energies, uh, is really quite quite exciting and fascinating, astounding in many ways too. Mm-hmm. To run into uh, really brilliant minds that go way way back, and the overlap with science is is uh, often uh, fascinating too. Uh, the, 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 in, the, in the large tradition of religion, science and religion are not in conflict. Mm-hmm. Only certain, especially in, I, I would say almost exclusively in Christianity, are science and, and religion a little bit confrontational, and in some cases very confrontational. Mm-hmm. And yet, I've always thought that they could somehow be squared. Well, they can be squared in in some ways. I, I've known lots of scientists who are very religious, and I've known very religious people who have great affection for science. And there, there doesn't seem to be any uh, uh, conflict in, the, in people like that. But on the other hand, I would I would hesitate to say that you could write. Uh, let, let's you write science religiously or write religion scientifically. I'm not sure that's really uh, possible. You can do a scientific analysis of religion, and there, there's a lot of that, you know, especially mm-hmm. psychological. But, but to, uh, to really square the two off with each other academically, intellectually, would, would probably not work too well. But on the other hand, uh, they stimulate each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, it's very clear to me, it's always been clear to me, that, the, uh, that religion belongs in an academic curriculum. And it's something that's very, very important to, to study, along with the sciences and, and the, other, uh, the other liberal arts, definitely. Interesting. Um, without revealing any spoilers... I just yeah right okay. I, I thought the <laughs> ending of your novel was reminiscent of, let us say, one of my favorite existential writers. <laughs> All right. Was there was that intentional on your part to throw in a feel of existentialism? Well, I uh, for, for years I taught a course on existentialism at the uni- at New York University. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It always drew hundreds of students. It was a very popular course, and the subject is. It was always popular. The philosophy department didn't really much like teaching existentialism, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes, I was very affected by it. I mean, that's interesting. You picked that up. I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> there is an influence. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm also uh, uh, something of a scholar of. Uh, Greek and classical uh, religion and philosophy, so obviously that gets in there too, uh, especially uh, my interest in uh, Socrates. Mm. And I'm uh, just out of curiosity of Woody Allen. He's always bringing up philosophy. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Of course. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, you know, I almost feel Woody Allen is a is a neighbor. I, you know, we <laughs> having spent almost all my life right in Greenwich Village. Uh, yeah. Where uh, you know he's he's all all but a citizen of Greenwich Village, <laughs> and and a lot of his a lot of his humor is as you know I mean all of his humor really is New York humor especially oh, yes. uh, oh, Jewish yes. New York humor uh, which is you know 
extraordinary. And, awesome. and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great fan of, of Woody Allen's, of course. Me too. I've never met him, although I, 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 was, I sat next to him once in a cafe. I thought that was pretty exciting. Oh, lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> but I never, I didn't even shake his hand. I was too, too timid, I guess. So you never got to appear as an extra in one of his movies and get to say, these pretzels no, are making no, me thirsty. Oh, I would have loved that. But no, I, I <laughs> like Seinfeld, speaking of Yeah, humor. right, right. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, okay, uh... Is there anything else you'd like to add before we conclude? Well, not really, except I, I do want to say that uh, my critique of the, of the university, of it's actually a collective view of the institutions of higher education, it, mostly in America at the present. Uh, is is it, I, I've done it very seriously, and I, I do mean it. It's, it's extreme in the book. And there's no question about it, but but it's it's meant to be a provocation. It's not a report. It's not a study. It's a novel. It's a work of fiction. But it's meant to uh, stimulate thought about not only about the nature of the university, but also some of the issues uh, that that come into view through the university, having to do with Western civilization. We, we are we're losing some of the sharpness of our of our civilization in a in a kind of uh, wave or flood of commercialism and consumerism and so on uh, and I, I think that's regrettable and I think the university stands in a in a position where it ought to be challenging those kinds of values I think that's fantastic I couldn't agree with you more yeah and, well um, thank you yeah that's 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 a very strong view of mine well, that's wonderful, and I highly recommend the book to everybody who's listening because I enjoyed it very much, and if you enjoy satire, thrillers, existentialism... <laughs> it's all right in there. It's yeah. all in there. Yeah, it's got all that. All yeah, that yeah. and more. Right, you know, actually... Uh, I don't know why, exactly why you thought of it as existentialism, but you know, the, the last phrase of the, of the novel is actually taken from Kierkegaard. Oh. The, the existentialist, the Danish uh, philosopher Kierkegaard, uh-huh. is in kind of the major existentialist uh, in the tradition. I, uh, so it was a, it, it's a kind of a trick that I, that I did. I mean, kind of a joke, an in-joke for academics. Most uh-huh. academics would, would probably recognize it. But, but I'm, I'm impressed you pick it, picked it up. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it just... I won't say what book it reminded me of, but I think you probably know if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, <laughs> sure. Well, there are a lot of them that could that could suggest it. Yeah, but, yeah. But anyway, uh, Debbie, good, good for you. You're a good reader. I'm, well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm delighted to have readers like like you, like you. Well, thank you very much, and I'm glad that we have writers like you out there doing this. Well, well, thanks so much. Yes. I wish I'd taken some of your courses. Now they sound fascinating. Yeah, well, I I had a great time teaching. I'm, re- I'm retired, but I, uh, you know, I I, I had I, I, while I was working, I thought I had the world's best job teaching. You know, bright undergraduates, all kinds of exciting literature and and thought. It was, yeah, it was great. It's a great great career, great life. That's wonderful. That's great. 
and uh, congratulations on writing your first novel and um, come out. Oh with yes, and it's not my last. I've I've got another one coming up. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so you'll have to keep uh, keep me apprised of that so that I can. All right, we will. We'll we'll time. make sure you know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you. All very right, much. Debbie. Uh, yeah, it was a delight talking to you. It was wonderful talking to you too, Jim, and uh, to everyone else. Thank you so much for listening. Again, let me remind you to go to debbiemack.com, D-E-B-B-I-M-A-C-K.com, and click on Crime Cafe to find the buy links and the subscribe buttons for the show and for the various publications. Thanks so much for listening, and see you in two weeks. Thank you.